We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Brian. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. What's up in the world of peas and carrots? We have a new washing machine. (laughs) Y'all. This has been a very expensive month at our house. No, that's not what I'm going to go to. Okay, good. Thank you. How many times have you said it's pretty? Well, it is pretty. It's a washing machine. Well, it's fun. It sings to us. Well, It does. At the end of a wash cycle, it kind of makes this melody. How advanced is this washing machine? We had to watch a YouTube video. I took great comfort in learning that other people have had to do this, though. And then I also learned that some friends who have the same washing machine say that their clothes are getting cleaner. So it's a great washing machine. Does it not bother you that you think it's pretty? No. I'm a girl. Flowers are pretty. True. A washing machine isn't. But although your friend Michelle was texting you about the washing machine, Mm -hmm. and she said her washing machine was what? Pretty. You remember that? I'm trying to see the problem here. Washing machines are functional. They're not pretty. Says the man who never does the laundry. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Don't, Don't touch our clothes. So, what did you find when we had to move the washing machine for the new one to arrive? A whole nother sprocket. What is, Whoa. What does that mean? It means that there was a lot of dog hair, which but is really embarrassing. You need to understand admit. that Miss Kayla keeps a very clean house. I do, but I don't move my washer and dryer to clean under them. So, And I doubt the salvation of people who do, okay? Gotcha. So, a whole nother – I couldn't believe it. I mean – it was kind of sad. It was. A whole other But I knew it was going to be bad. So, yeah. Uh, we went to Target the other day, and you bought some. No. We it went was to a sporting d- goods yeah, store. Yeah, we went to a sporting goods store, and you bought something. It's something called a kettlebell. Yes. When I was going to the gym, I used them. But since COVID, I haven't been in the gym. I'm trying to get fit. God help. Okay, so have you used the kettlebell yet? I have, and I could hardly walk. When the did next you use day. the kettlebell? I used it one evening. How did I miss this? Well, you were watching some show you've gotten into. DC Titans. Yeah, you were watching that. And how, did I the, decided how, did, to, how did that go? How did the well? I pulled a muscle in my back. <laughs> Is that what did that? Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you told me. Well, I am just learning of this on this podcast. Is that how you strained your back? Yeah. How much does the kettlebell weigh? I don't know. Is it like 10 pounds? Baby, that's probably three pounds. No, it's more than Baby. that. Baby. It's about 10 pounds. Baby. It's the size of two silver dollars. That's not true. It... <laughs> I'm giving him the rude stare. Yes, she is. She's giving me the wife stare right now. So, no. But for real, this thing. So here's what hurt my heart. I rolled up in the sports store thinking, ah, this thing will cost 10 bucks. 
It was $40. So now I have to use it. I feel guilted into exercise. Really? So, yeah. Never felt that? No. <laughs> I have never felt that. I have bought hundreds of pairs of tennis shoes, and I've never no, once see. felt guilty for not going walking. I'm tight, so now now I have to exercise. Well, you did it once. Once my back heals. Are you? <laughs> there we go. I tell you, there's so much bile freeze around our house. It's not even funny. <laughs> Grief. Hmm. August is a hard month in our house. Um, it's a roller coaster ride. Let me say it like that. Yes. And let me kind of paint a picture as to why. August the 12th is the day that Sprocket passed away mm-hmm. so that's a low august 14th is our wedding anniversary that's a high august 23rd is the day that dad passed away so you've got this roller coaster of emotions going on in august and <clears throat> at the recording of this podcast we just passed dad's third anniversary of mm-hmm. being gone we just passed the second year anniversary of Sprocket being gone, and we just celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. We did. So there's this. And then you lost your dad in 2014 uh, in November. Mm-hmm. And one of the sweetest things I think you ever did was uh, <clears throat> on the five-year anniversary of him being gone – we went to Disney, and you wanted to be in the English village in Epcot on yes. that day because y'all are British. We went to the um, Rose and Crown, and we got a beer and toasted it in honor of my dad. So He loved a good pub. He did. He loved a good ale. Yep. So David was a good – he was a good dad. He was a good man. I loved him. Yes, he loved you, too. So I'll never forget one of my great memories of him. We, uh, he took us to Scotland, and we're, and we're in downtown Edinburgh. Uh, and it's this beautiful park. And, up, and you look up, and there's this grand castle on this mm-hmm. hill. And we're sitting down there, and he starts pulling out all this money. He starts giving us money. I'm like, Dad, what's this for? Oh, we're, well, we are going on a – y'all called it a holiday. We, we, we are going on holiday. This is uh, spending money. I'm like, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. And so – and what I found interesting is that no matter where your parents are from in the world, they do this because my mom and dad did that to us. Mm-hmm. They'd give us money. And here we are in Edinburgh, Scotland, and they're giving us – just, it's just a memory to me. It's a connection point surrounded by this beautiful park all these beautiful flowers there's this grand castle and here he is giving us money that's just a because we were his kids Yeah, because we were his kids Mm -hmm. kids and um so grief uh loss Hmm. you learn a lot so let's start with you Well, I've always said there are two things in life where people go crazy. 
from personal perspective, weddings and funerals. Hmm. I think they bring out the absolute crazy. Um, but I think there are some things that I have I've learned about grief that no one can prepare you for how tired you're going to be. I mean, we really thought that something was wrong with us. We would we would go to work, we would go home, and by seven o'clock we were just done. We needed to go to sleep. We were overwhelmed. Everything for a season felt overwhelming. Um, there were certain triggers, certain things that um, even still I can be walking through a grocery store, and if I smell my dad's cologne or. Mm. If I hear a certain song that I know Papa liked or just something will set me off. And My dad loved to make beef stew. Yeah. Loved to make beef stew made out of deer meat. And McCormick sells this beef stew mix, this flavoring stuff. Well, he bought Walmart's brand of great value or whatever the brand is called. Mm-hmm. And if we heard it a hundred times. Baby girl, you tried that great value brand? Yes, sir. Okay. So I it had to be about six months ago. We're in Walmart doing a grocery, and we come up on these spices, and there's that great value pot roast or beef stew Beef mix. stew. And we're standing in Walmart crying our eyes out mm-hmm. because that was a trigger for us. Yeah. Because he brought that up about once a week. Oh, at least. Yeah. You figure out um, some people stay and some people leave. Grief is uncomfortable, I think. And and I need to say this. Grief is not just, I think for me, something I've learned. Grief is not just a death. Grief can be a lot of things. Grief can be the loss of a friendship. It can be changing jobs, moving towns. It can be entering a new season of life that you're aging or, you know, seasons are changing for you. So grief is a lot of things. But I think for us, the thing that we've had to embrace, and it feels very cruel, is the death of those that we loved. And, yeah, I think something that um, I've also become aware of is the need to be mindful of emotional overloads. I can tell in myself, I can tell in B when it's a hard day. And yeah, sometimes you just have to be very gracious in letting the person, I mean, there'll be things that B will go off about and I realize that's not really what he's upset about and you just have to kind of navigate that for the Mm. other person what i would say is this is that death is trauma Mm. there's some trauma when uh i'm the one who woke up in the middle of the night and found dad dad my dad died from melanoma cancer it spread to his lungs his liver his hips and that's what took him and i remember i'm the first one that found him Mm. and i had to go wake up mom and then called you and uh i can't and as bad as i want i would love to forget that moment Mm. because it is so very painful 
but I can't. Grief uh, for me is a strange and unwanted partner. I, when I say tired, sleep was probably my best friend. I remember flying home, coming back to Virginia after Dad passed away, and the only f- seat they had for me was a first-class seat. I'm just going to be honest. It, it's, it's not because I'm fancy or just that's the only seat they had on the plane. And I'm in first class, and I'm leaving Shreveport flying to Charlotte, probably about an hour's flight, hour and ten-minute flight. And the little stewardess, she says, what would you like to drink? I said, a ginger ale. I woke up when the plane hit Charlotte, and that ginger ale was still sitting on that Mm. in between me and the other person. And that's a memory I can't get rid of because it it told me – I was tired, mm-hmm. and naps were a good thing. Yeah, rest is super important. Um, I'd also tell you this. Don't expect life to go back to normal. No. There is no normal. You build kind of a new life around this tragic event that's happened. Mm. Um, you have to set boundaries, uh, let me here's, – here's what I mean by that. There are certain people I will discuss my dad's death with and grief with, and there are certain people that I won't mm-hmm. because certain people are safe and certain people aren't. And that's not being rude. That's being mean. No, it's it's healthy because there are certain people that just want to know the details. Um, we've had some very interesting questions asked of both of us. And you can quickly discern, is this a person who is showing some compassion for what you've been through, or are they just nosy? So it's healthy to – it's definitely healthy to – I think also um, everyone grieves differently, and that's something – this is going to be a pretty big topic, so we're probably going to spread this over two podcasts, so – We'll talk about that more in the next one, but some people have to dive into their work and just take their mind off everything that's going on. Other people, they need to go completely off the grid. Hmm. And so I've seen that in different ways in both of us. I've seen that in friends of ours who've lost loved ones, and it's fascinating, and it just makes your heart hurt to realize that we all walk this road. I will never say I understand. Um, right. I hurt for someone who's lost their dad. Correct. But I will never say, oh, I totally understand, because I don't. I don't understand the dynamics of their family before that person passed away and after that person passed away. Um, what What would you tell people? What has grief taught you? Oh. You're here now. It's three years later. Death sucks. It does. Death robs you of something. It's taught me to take trips, make memories. There's no perfect family. There's no perfect relationship. There's no perfect dynamic. Mm. Um, There's no formula for grieving. No. Uh, 
when dad passed away, I flew home on a Sunday. I came back to work on a Monday morning. Let me just, okay, just let, let me explain why. I could not sit around and just think. No. Because it's all I'd think about. I needed to do something to get my mind off of stuff and to, because if not, I'd have, I'd have driven myself crazy. What, what would you tell them? I would say that um, it's okay to not be okay. You, I think trauma is a really good word. Be used that. And I would say if you realize that if this is something that kind of exposes a lot of deep layers for you be okay with going to sit with someone to talk through your grief and work Which I've through done. sure we both have um yeah i would say grow comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. and what do i mean by that um the hardest thing for me is that i can't fix this for b and he would say the same for me. We can't take each other's sadness away, and we're not meant to. And I'm a fixer. She'll tell he you that. He is a fixer. And when I lost my dad, I would go to work. I drowned myself in work. Um, I lost my dad on Sunday. I took Monday off, and I went back to work on Tuesday. I would get home from work at 530, and I would crawl in the bed. And I would not come out until 6 o'clock the following morning. And I did that for probably a month. And B let me do that. He gave me that time. And I know it, it half killed him to watch me struggle. There were some other things going on that I don't feel it's appropriate to share at this time. But Family dynamics. There were some family situations. But you have to be okay with your own discomfort in other words it would not have worked if b had said well you got to snap out of this um you've got to get back to our normal life mm. because as he's already hinted at there is no normal after you lose someone you love so we'll talk some more about this in our next um, podcast here's what i would ask you who needs to hear from you mm. before it's too late and that's kind of a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. But, I thought she yeah, was asking I mean, me. I'm like, no. So no. we'll just we'll leave that there. But we all say, you know, there's that cliche of, you know, one day you'll wake up and it'll be too late. Who is that person that God's put on your heart that maybe you need to reconnect with them, or you need to tell them about Jesus, or you need to. Even just simply tell them I love you and I'm thankful for you. Don't squander the opportunity. Let me ask you this. If you could have lunch with one person who's no longer living, who would it be? Well, I'm going to cheat here, and I'm going to assume that both of my dads are sitting there. So I would say, yeah, because we're going to have a party of four. I would say um, Barbara Bush. I would love to have Barbara Bush join us. For lunch, I just think she was so sassy and spunky. She's one of your heroes. Isn't she, she is. I mean, yeah. Um, Who would you choose? Again, it's a given that your dads are there because that's not fair. I'd have to say dad. 
Okay, I'm going to start crying. Um, Dad would be there. My grandpa Sanders would be there, who was, mm. a, and this is a little bit raw because this past weekend I think we talked about how I found his wallet and that kind of stuff. Um, and Sprocket would be there. Yeah, I'd want um, those three people. Good choice. For more about the peas and carrots podcast, and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. dot